Welcome to Bravo Critics, Rony Edition. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. Join us on this journey to relive the glory days of the Real Housewives of New York City. In 2022, we are watching one season each month with a fresh set of eyes. Here it's always turtle time, where we're going to mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. Welcome back, Bravo Critics, to another episode of our Roni Rewatch. We are at season 10. We're almost to the end, and I am feeling sad. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the good seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to enjoy these next uh, few months while we can, because, yeah, season 10. Our, what a year it's been almost. I know. I can't even believe it. And it's like, I feel like, so I feel like there are like three really good seasons. Like everyone remembers from like Roni and it's like golden years. And I feel like that's like eight, nine and 10 and 10 is like where you like things are just like changing so much this season. Like it was, it was sort of hard to watch and like um, total confession guys. But sometimes I'm bad about doing my Roni homework because Ariel and I have learned the hard way not to start it at the beginning of the month because you're not going to remember things by the end of the month. But <laughs> <laughs> if you wait until the last minute, you are literally staying up all night trying to get caught up to make sure that you're ready to watch it. And I was like, having a hard time making myself watch it. Cause I was like, if I don't watch it, then we won't have to finish season 10 and then we won't have to like start entering the seasons that aren't as fun. Yeah. I was not a great student this month. I waited to the very last minute. I actually did watch at the beginning of the month and then I was like, okay, slow down. You're watching too much. So then I did give it basically an entire break for the whole middle of the month. And so I crash coursed it basically in the last like two days I had to watch the rest of the season. So I finished actually watching the season today, <laughs> not too long before. I mean, while we were getting ready and prepping, I had, you know, it on still in the background, but I did the work y'all. I know. And sometimes like, it's funny because when I'm watching them, so like rapid fire, I'm like, it all starts to, like, melt together and stuff, too. So, yeah, that's definitely been really interesting. And so I really liked the season. And there were a lot of things I didn't remember. This season also made me start to not like Bethany again. Yeah. Because um, it felt like we were seeing some of the same things we were seeing with, like, Bethany and Jill. Yeah, I didn't like it. I think I was a little bit more hip to her game this time, too. And it just felt a little bit more of an ick factor for me. And I did, I will tell you this, I I mean, we got a great trip out of the season, but I felt like the season started good and then it lagged a little bit for me. I will tell you, like the trip was later in the season than it normally is. Um, and so I felt like the flow of the season was a little off because I think just the flow of the girls were a little off this season, but it also made it so good in so many ways. Cause the bitches were wild in season 10. Super wild. And I mean, that's the other thing, like 
like what you're saying, like a lot of the girls, I feel like had some sort of issues going into the season. Cause I mean, yeah. Sonia left off in a not great place with everyone last season, which I mean, this is how it always goes with Sonia. Sonia is always on like this, like, cyclical cyclical journey through the season where it's like it starts out people are mad at her then by the middle of the season some of them have forgiven her and then it's like a whole different batch is mad by the end of the season heading into the reunion yeah because last season we had to deal with how horribly she treated tinsley and then they did make up at the reunion last season but then they really didn't have any communication after the reunion until taping began for season 10 they were still kind of, they were on that they basically started the season on the outs yeah they, i mean they were sonya was still mad at tinsley about whatever i mean it was just so stupid i mean so the first episode we get this halloween party that dorinda's throwing which this is like one of my favorite halloween parties because the ladies for the most part they brought it with these costumes um but, you know, Sonia arrives dressed as Lucille Ball and she's got Rocco with her, which I completely forgot about him again. Yeah. And um, like she hasn't even talked to any of the girls. She's like, oh, they're over there in like a click. And it's like, no, you're on the outs with all of them. Yeah, that was so weird. She definitely ignored them and she did not go over and de- uh, and greet Dorinda, who was the hostess of the party, which just pissed Dorinda off. I I love when she gets like that. And she's like, no, don't call her over here. Don't. No, at this point, she's like, I'm done with that bitch. No, I mean, it was so, the season, and they had great costumes. I mean, and we also have to say that the season began with the, 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 you know, the the continued division with Sonia and uh, Tinsley. But then Tinsley and Carol got really close. I kind of liked that friendship and watching them bond. It felt like it was very organic and it's sort of weird that you know by the end of the season you know at the reunion carol's more or less like i don't claim her (laughs) i know that's what's so crazy like and then also during i mean i'm sorry also bethany and carol are just like no longer bffs you know what though it makes me really sad to see the shift in the relationships because while Bethany is kind of distancing herself, I would say from Carol, she says, Bethany looks at it one way and Carol looks at it another way. So I feel like their division has also been a blossoming relationship between Carol and Tinsley because Maybe I agree. Tinsley's lighter. seem to like it sometimes when her best friend gets other friends. Well, a little bit of a jealous girl. I feel like Tinsley is light and fun and maybe not full of drama. And they also have the connection of the double dating and the foursome. And Bethany's intense and is always intense and always has drama. And I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get into it a little bit later, but I feel like we also learn later on that maybe not just the one thing that was mentioned about Adam, but the way that Bethany sort of like talks about Adam, like more and more, it feels like Bethany doesn't really like him. Well, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just the Houston thing either. No, that was just her chance to vocalize it. 
Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, so let's get into it. So like you said, we we start with the Halloween party that Dorinda threw. The costumes were awesome. Dorinda got the guy from SNL to do her Lady Gaga costume. I thought that was phenomenal. And Andy love, Samberg. I love that. By the end of the night, like the bubbles from her Lady Gaga costume are just falling apart. She's All there was was a camel toe. Name. The name keeps changing every time she's telling the story. I feel like she said Adam Sandler at one point <laughs> there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> did. That's, no, that was so good that was one of my favorite things Ramona looked great in her Britney Spears red latex suit fucking girl's body is banging so I mean she looked great um, Bethany's like, was my least favorite Bethany at or I'm sorry uh, Ramona during this season is the same age as my mom is now and my mom would not look like that in a Britney Spears costume. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, like Ramona, her body was just awesome. I mean, yeah, she works out a lot though. Um, and then we had who else? Oh my gosh, Luann. Oh, and she is so stupid to be like, no, I wasn't. So Luann shows up as Diana Ross and it's total blackface. Like, yeah, there's. Everyone knew it. Like it's yeah. not just a little tan. And I, it's funny when they sort of like make some jokes about it, but it's pretty fucked up because it wasn't Lu just bronzer. Luann got a. <laughs> this is the second time Luann sort of gotten away with something similar to this because, like, before she dressed up as a Native American and was like, "Yep, being all crazy that way," which I know that like she could easily be like, "Well, I'm Native American, so I could do that," but it's like. Mm -hmm. When Kenny yeah. Moore did that, they actually cut that scene out of the ep They cut her out of the episode wearing yeah. the costume. I remember that. And I feel like they did, they then critiqued her for, they, they said, you know, Diana Ross never wore an afro like that. And then the, the girls did say that it looked, she looked darker on television than she actually did in person. Um, I feel like they, she got a pass with that because she was in rehab. <laughs> So she didn't really have to answer to it after the fact. Some people would probably be like, that's her karma. Yeah, it is. You know, that's kind of, but yeah, so that was that. And then who else did we have? Oh, um, Lucille Ball, we had said, oh, Amelia, Amelia Earhart, who smokes? I loved the smoking part of Carol's costume. And I love like, because I don't even think they were just like play cigarettes, the way she was coughing. I don't know. Do play cigarettes make you cough? No, boy, he was, <laughs> she was smoking. And that, and that was like the second costume that she's had, that she's had to smoke. Like she loves a chance to smoke. That's why they're like, Carol really smokes. And you're running a marathon in like four days, Carol. Carol was prepping to run the marathon she'd been training for months and the marathon was in just a few mere days and she decided to be in character and go all in and smoke cigs <laughs> well and it's funny because like that's how you can sort of tell like bethany and her like it was sort of an awkward moment between them because like bethany like walks up sees her at the center she's like what you're a smoker now like yeah yeah <laughs> like, I, I, I thought mean... that she looked great though that might have been my favorite costume yeah yeah I it was it was a good one i um just the circumstance. Bethany is Barbie. I feel like Bethany's Barbie was basically that roller skating girl that we saw her as in season two or three. Yeah, I was bored by this one. I liked the Madonna dress though for Tinsley. I thought she looked cute, but she did just kind of look like Tinsley. Yeah. My advice to Luann in the future would be just try to pick a white um, female pop star so you don't try to get any gray area there. Yep. There's so many. 
amazing icons she could choose from. Could you imagine her as Mariah Carey? Oh, yeah. I would die. I feel like a good share moment is what she should go for. Oh, yes. That's so good. Like, because I could see shared like her, like Giovanni, the bedazzles, like. And Luann has a banging body current day. I mean, she always had a great body. So that would look, she would probably kill it. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's, my, yeah. that's my advice to Luann for this Halloween, which it would be probably tonight if you guys were listening on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we, but so I, as I mentioned, Carol is prepping to run the marathon and apparently there was a bunch of text messages that were being sent to Carol while she was actually running the marathon. Um, and Bethany was the one who was sending those messages and those text messages end up being an issue a few weeks or whatever down the road between those gals. But Bottom line, Carol really thought that Bethany wasn't very supportive of her endeavor or her undertaking of running the marathon. And can I just have a little, I want to say a footnote here. Um, she does mention um, that her late husband, Anthony, ran the marathon at, when he was like 24 or 26. And she got to go, we got to go see her pull up his actual time and see what he ran. And I also think that might have been another. I just love that you can even do that. So cool. And I, I think that's another reason why she may be, why it, why it was so important to her and how she said, man, I really wish I would have made this more of a big, bigger deal. Like when he would talk about it and I celebrated him for that. I wish I would have. So that just shows like an appreciation like, for him and she wanted to be celebrated. I know. It's like, now I want to go wherever she was and use that computer to look her up and get a picture with her time or something. <laughs> you can probably pull it up online. Probably. But, I mean, and then Ramona had, um, you know, a party, <laughs> a party. I have air quotes right now. <laughs> well, so they're going to go out to the Hamptons and it's like, there's already so much tension before they even get to the Hamptons. I feel like a lot of times it's like the tension, the, the first drama usually happens in the Hamptons. I feel like with this show, but we've already got shit like off the chains here because there's already the tension between Carol and Bethany. Carol would normally stay with Bethany. Instead, she stays at the Tinsley at a hotel. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember where everyone else was staying. That's the only situation I was worried about because I was like, that's not good. Like, yeah. when they stop staying at your house might be something might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, everything just seemed weird. Like, when they were out there, <clears throat> obviously, Bethany was purchasing a new home that we hear Ramona say south of the highway and she would never buy south of the highway and she just knows real estate and they get into their little thing with that. But it's weird. Because, yes. I love when Ramona uses the, the term maven. She's a maven of everything. Um, but the thing that's crazy to me is like one, one scene that really sticks out of my mind is seeing Bethany walk into a lunch where Tinsley and Carol were already sitting together and she was the third wheel and the girls kept chatting and Bethany felt so out of place. And then she's like, well, let me excuse myself and go to the bathroom since nobody even notices that I'm here anyways. The whole thing was just weird. It was weird. It was super weird. And it's like, I don't know if they edited that together to make it look like they were being even more dismissive, but it was sort of just like, what the fuck? But, you know, I, I feel like it was sort of Bethany getting a taste of her own medicine because Bethany can oftentimes make people feel like the third wheel too because 
the way that she was with like her and Carol and people made the same complaint about her and Carol by saying stuff like, you know, all you care about is you and Carol. Well, Carol really is a, a cool girl in my book. I've said that on this episode or on this um, podcast many times before. Um, I think that Carol knows who she is and she has really done the work to look inside and kind of has evolved over the years. And I think if you don't change and you don't grow, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you need to be changing. And if you're staying the same consistently, when things around you are changing, then that's an issue. And so that's where I think the disconnect also kind of lies. You know, I think yeah. that Carol has a lot of peace in her soul. I think so too. And I feel like Carol's also like trying to be friends with other people. And I think that maybe she doesn't always love how Beth, like what Bethany does can be very alienating. It's a lot to have to take on because Bethany is always at odds with something or someone and it's got to be exhausting. And it might be nice to just have an easy breezy, fun little charcuterie platter and a penthouse with Tinsley who has her sweaters in her oven. Yeah. Her and Carol are very much alike in that way. Yeah. Which on the note of Carol or yeah, of Tinsley living in the hotel and keeping her clothes in the oven. I did love how um, Tinsley got to host Sonia at the hotel and spoiled her. And I, I thought that was really funny. It was sort of like Tinsley's like, Oh yeah. You like, you like how I host? Like, No, I loved that. I thought it was really cute when Sonia's like, I need a place to stay for a couple days. Sonia's um, townhouse under renovation. The renovations ended up being really nice. Um, I was cracking up with her in her bed with basically everything she needed. Oh and my just God. like, I'm like, Sonia, you would be like the original bubble boy. She, <laughs> Oh my gosh. When we, um, when we had our interview with Chris Medina and he mentioned the bubble that he was when he was younger, I was like, that's crazy that that's really a thing. I remember a Seinfeld episode about yeah. that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of when he told that story. Yeah, that's what I was too. If you guys didn't check out our episode that we just released with Chris Medina, um, Celebrity Psychic, it was, it was fun. It was a good episode. Go check it out. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, I think that the the whole situation just didn't sit well with me kind of seeing Bethany feeling like on the outs initially, because I didn't really know where it was coming from. And I liked Bethany and Carol's friendship. So it made me sad initially um, as the season progresses. I'm very clear on why things went down the way they did. And, um, you know, we can discuss our stance on that as we as we get to it. But yeah, we're we'll digging that hole a little bit more. But it's like now we have to turn to the other people that are having the bad relationship in the Hamptons, and that's um, Dorinda and Sonia. Because you know, Sonia once again writing her mouth about the fucking ex husband, and Dorinda talking about her husband, and so Sonia basically says divorce is worse or just as bad as death and it's just like whoa you need to slow your roll sonia yes you divorced your husband and mine died yeah like, that's what she says because you were fucking around in the south of france like yes that's yes and it was wild that was at an early morning brunch dorinda was beautiful and white and she was anything but saintly in that moment she let it rip and 
I did feel bad for Sonia in that scene. I was like, oh, my God. But then Sonia opened her fucking mouth and said, oh, here we go with this again. The burying your husband. We've heard this before. And I was like, just like, oh, my God, Sonia. I was like, all right, you better shield yourself because Dorinda's about to beat your ass. (laughs) But it's so funny, though, because like a comment like that from Sonia, like, in any context, like whatever the subject may be, I could hear Sonia, Ramona, or Dorinda all making a comment similar to that. Oh, uh, here we go with this again. Yeah, here she's starting. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just like, what's the best about the New York girls? No one does it like them. No, no. And they're they're all they're they just they're, they all have their own shit, but they're also so tired of each other's shit. Oh yeah, and they call each other on everything. Nothing is missed by these women. And they're all Um, basically like pot and kettle. Yeah. So that made me really sad though, to kind of see that go so dark between Sonia and Dorinda. And they have a few rounds this season because they also get into it at one point over uh, Sonia's uh, family crest on her slippers. (laughs) And Dorinda and Carol were very unsupportive of Sonia and everybody else was kind about it and thought that Dorinda needed to just kind of back off. And I too was like, all right, Dorinda, like leave her alone because she's like, well, I wouldn't have Ralph's, you know, I'm not walking around with Ralph's stuff on my luggage or whatever. Cause she, cause apparently Dorinda has luggage tags, but they're Richard Medley's, you know, name, you know, tags. And that's her late husband, not her divorce husband. So here is what the difference is between the two, right? They keep talking about my husband died, you divorced yours. So that Dorinda is making herself the ruler on what is acceptable and what's not, I feel like, kind of. Did you kind of get that vibe from her? Because I feel like she's like, it's okay because of this, because he's like, I feel like I don't, I don't think Dorinda's wrong, Ricky. She's not fucking wrong, though. But just I don't think she's wrong. wrong either. I just, I do feel like she has some very strong opinions. And I think that, like, she's a her. He at least has some, like, you know, some sort of data behind it to, like, say why she thinks that. At least it's not just, like, blindly being like, no, that's not how it should be. No, there's Dorinda makes several valid points, but I think that it was not her place to go so hard on poor little Sonia for no reason. Just like let the girl have her slippers. And can you know, and let's say, you know, kudos or kudos to I would feel like an idiot wearing those. Well, but you know what? Congrats (laughs) to fucking Sonia for doing it. Cracks me up. I know. I would feel that they were so mean to her. They were so mean to her. But so that's why so when Sonia oh, what, oh what family crest wait <laughs> like, like Dorinda was totally Dorinda knew what she was talking about but she baited her into giving like what family what crest Sonia yeah, yeah. oh I didn't know your family had a family crest <laughs> that's what she said to her I think she's like oh I didn't know your family had a crest um, so passive aggressive I love it though yeah that 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 wasn't that, she does this always go like a little bit too deep it's just like she's already like an injured bird it's not a fair fight that's just how I look at it but I enjoy it Sonya, I feel like Sonia deserved a little bit of it this season though because Sonia was sort of weird this season I feel like I can't quite put my finger on it but she was a little off you know, I mean, we started out the season, you know, of course, every single season, the whole thing is Sonia's an alcoholic. So she started out this season not drinking. And, 
so like that's that's like you know Luann's and the Hamptons too. What with with everyone else, Sonia's staying with Luann. Luann has to go and buy her like a juicer and like all this other stuff. And like, it's sort of funny. The producers are kind of shady because Sonia keeps talking about this car that she has to go out to the Hamptons and get. She takes the jitney while everyone else is like driving out there. And like, so they're showing all the ladies like arriving in the Hamptons or leaving the city. And they're like showing off these brand new cars they have like Range Rovers. I think Ramon had like a Maserati, <laughs> like, and so he goes and gets out like some like 2005 Mercedes that does, that's just been like sitting in someone's garage. <laughs> Aww, poor Sonia. And it makes you feel bad for her. Cause it's like the poor girl just doesn't really have that many coins at this point because she's like so much bad stuff has been following her around. She just needs a break. Yeah, she did. And I feel like she got a little bit of that, though, outside of Dorinda beating the shit out of her all season. In her personal life, I feel like she didn't... I feel like the last few seasons were a lot rougher for her because she had everybody coming at her. Heather and just, like, everybody with their business. And she was just... Yeah, they were just really not nice to her then. So I feel like now... But the thing about it that's interesting is, look, Dorinda was the one who originally gave Sonia the balls to stand up against those bitches. And now Dorinda's the one that's coming in for the attack on Sonia. But it is what it is. So, you know, I but think that, that it, like the thing that made it the hardest though to defend some of Sonia's actions, she was just so mean to Tinsley. Yeah. And I it just like didn't make any sense. And I loved it, like how in the Hamptons during so then they go to this party that Ramona's holding for Carol to celebrate the marathon. And um while they're there, Dorinda's like basically trying to like gas up Tinsley, being like trying to get her to go and like confront Sonia just because she didn't want to have to like have it out with her, which she ends up having it out with Sonia on her own. Because then at one point she's calling her, she does the, the infamous liar, liar, ho on fire. <laughs> so good. And at this dinner, we also get our first glimpse at um, Elise. Elise. Yeah, yeah, we saw Elise with her. Her hairstyle has not changed. She's like fucking Lisa Rinna. Still looks the she's same. She's so vanilla. Yeah, she's, yeah. And it's always interesting when you see people like that in the background. Because, well, first of all, it's like I appreciate that they've been around for because I mean she's not coming on the show for another two seasons. I can appreciate a little bit, you know, that these people have been around their lives and it's like were they just desperate to be on the show? Is that why they kept hanging around or what was happening? Yeah, maybe. But they it seems like but she did I know her and Elise have been friends for like twenty something years. So you know they I think they were friends for a good ten years before Ramona probably even got on the show. So she's probably one of those that is just she's one of the fifty girlfriends. She's one of the fifty closest girlfriends. <laughs> but I thought that it was interesting because obviously at in the Hamptons, we have a fun dinner where Ramona hosts, and she basically says it's for Carol in honor of Carol for running her marathon but we know that it's really not that's just a fake excuse she just threw it out there there was no favors no decor none of carol's friends for a party for carol it was all ramona's friends um and then also bethany brought dennis that was pretty interesting because it's the first time we're actually getting to meet dennis and this is one of my favorite scenes of the season is when Luann's like, so how did Luann's sitting right across from them? Luann's like, well, how did you guys meet? And Tinsley's like, well, you know how I met. She's like, no, I don't. 
Bethany's like, well, you seem like you knew. And like, so they like start like replaying from the reunion where she's talking about Bethany hooking up with some married man. And they're and like, I don't remember who said they're like, you know, you said she had an affair. And she's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, you know, her soul had to have like left her body just because she was like, I am deceased. Like, she strike like- me down. <laughs> She was like, I was just trying to make pleasant conversation. <laughs> like, come on, guys. It was they totally set her up for that. And it was good. I enjoyed it. It was but it was it was, it was, it was funny. such a good like housewives moment because there's very few times where something like that happens where someone like doesn't remember shit that they've talked about someone and then it comes up in a way like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was great. And poor Dennis. Poor Dennis just sat there. He didn't know what to say, what to do. And Bethany just was like, oh, I'm living for this right now. Because he's seeing, uh, you know, Dorinda's over there shooting at Sonia from one side. And then Sonia's like turning the fire straight on Tinsley and like accusing Tinsley of being a prostitute, essentially. And being like, I don't know where your money comes from. And um, Oh, because they said about she didn't even think she was accusing Tinsley of having Scott buy the gift card for Sonia at the end of last season that she ended up giving to her at the thank you party. And one Tinsley found out about that. She was so pissed off and so hurt because Scott did. Why are we acting like Tinsley is a broke little girl? She was a, we've already said this guys when last, last um, season, she was a socialite. She had really, she had her, she did um, PR stuff. We knew about she freaking had, um, worked with Dior, did all types of stuff. Like her dad was also like some like huge real estate person in whatever yes. state they're from. I think like Virginia or wherever it is. Yeah, she comes from money. She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth, and the girl does not need Scott to spend five thousand dollars or whatever on a gift card for her. She could do that herself. I know it's like she's not one of the people like some of you ladies at this table who married into money. Like she did marry into some, but she already came with some. Well, it would have been just much cheaper if she just would have bought her some cookies along the way. Yeah. You know, like Dale said, but whatever. But Tinsley also was the one that donated the most to Bethany because Tinsley donated like $10,000. Yeah. You know, I have to say Bethany's be strong charity really took, um, center stage this season uh rightfully so i think out of all the things that bethany does that is by far probably one of the things she's most proud of as she should be it's an amazing amazing foundation and she has done shit on a really big scale um and we get to see that a bit more uh, and just how devastated everybody was um in puerto rico because this was right around the time of the hurricane um and you know puerto rico still to this day years later is they're still not back to normal you know it was just so devastating watching that i mean we we don't get to see a lot of housewives that get their hands like down and dirty and like boots on the ground and i i mean i remember watching all of that playing out on like instagram and you know i was really into politics too and of course like that particular president really fumbled the response for that and so bethany actually beat the united states government to a united states territory and providing relief and puerto rico's not far right 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, there was one scene on there that was so touching to me where Dorinda just like she started sobbing when they got in the car, her and Bethany, because she was like that mother wants the same thing for her kids that we want for our kids or her daughter that we want for our daughter, you know, and Bethany and Dorinda are both mothers of single children, you know, single daughters. And it was like, fuck. This could be any of us because this is a natural disaster. It doesn't matter where you come. I mean, and they're New Yorkers, so they know this. So I think it really hit them because of that, too, you know. So, but they definitely, she did a lot of, a lot of good work, donated a lot of money. She hustled to get planes and all that kind of stuff. And Tinsley, like you said, was one of the first ones that donated. And I think she donated a hefty amount. That and apparently more than two. How much? Ten thousand. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, and then Carol. Then Ramona did like two thousand or something like that. Um, Ramona said, "I gave what I was able to," and yeah, it was like three, two or three thousand. And then obviously we know Sonia doesn't really have the money, but um, I'm not sure about Luann and the rest of them. I'm curious what Carol donated. I am too, and I feel like Carol's probably donated money to this charity before too. I mean. The, the thing is, and I'm going to get into this more later, I feel like Bethany tries to act like Carol has not been very supportive of her, but Carol was literally Bethany's, like, biggest cheerleader through the entire time that they've been, like, best friends or whatever. Defending Bethany in some situations that I wouldn't have defended Bethany in. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. She definitely, def that's what I'm saying. It's exhausting. It's a lot. So, but you know, we get to see Dorinda join Bethany in Puerto Rico, and I things almost feel pretty left from the big from the get go. Well, I was gonna say, you know, I referenced that scene with them in the in the vehicle, but flash the day before that, you know, there was a chance that Dorinda might not have even been there that day because the way they had left things off at dinner, you know, and this is the part that kind of pisses me off. Apparently, they had been drinking earlier in the day had a, like a couple drinks before dinner and then went to dinner. And by the time they got to dinner, Dorinda was fucking rocked. Dorinda was rocked when they even got to the table. <laughs> the moment they sat down at the table, she was right. already the level that she's at with four martinis. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you should have never even brought her the, on the walk. There's no way Bethany, you did not know that Dorinda was that hammered from the walk to the lobby, from the lobby to the hotel restaurant. So I feel like she knew and she was setting Dorinda up to like, let's see if she's going to behave. And because I don't think it really takes much for Dorinda to start like, getting Start. to get started at yeah. all. I feel like, so, you know, they mentioned that there were like two or three different places where they had drinks before they had the wine in the room. Then they had the wine. Then they had a drink at the bar and then they probably ordered drinks and they got to the table. Yeah. Bethany knew damn well by the time they got to that bar that Dorinda should not be having any more drinks. Yeah. I was really embarrassed for Dorinda. She behaved poorly. There's no excuse for behave for her behavior at dinner. It really was embarrassing. I just cannot help but to laugh sometimes when she says stuff. The she's kids like, in Haiti are really going to college. Yeah, she's like, no, like, they're not. And he's, he's like, like, my kids are. He's like, my kids are. She's like, no, they're not. And he's like, but they are. She's like, yeah, but they're not. Like, no. She's Try again. So Re-enter. <laughs> she's just so funny in some of these moments no they're not they're not going to the college no way it was so 
So, so yeah, so the whole situation was very cringe. Bethany, I think, kind of sat there in disbelief that Dorinda went back and forth with this guy so much. And that guy's face was just like nobody at the table could even know what was happening. They were like, this is wild. Because well, you know that no one's ever just like straight up challenged him on something that's like completely factual. He's like, no, like I have a group of kids that I'm helping and they're currently in college. Like I'm there. I know <laughs> what's happening? Like yes. Yeah. So that that so then Dorinda ends up storming out of the dinner, telling Bethany that Bethany always does this. And Bethany says at this point, I don't want you to come tomorrow. And you know, Dorinda's like, okay, I won't. Obviously, Dorinda goes to sleep and wake up, wakes up, and acts like nothing really happened. And um, gets to go on the excursion. And Bethany knew she was going to do that. And Bethany was like, she'll forget about it. If and you were, ask for if, forgiveness. If you were Dorinda and you got completely rocked and acted like an ass to those people at that dinner, would you, A, actually still go on the trip and pretend like nothing happened? Or would you just like stay in your hotel room the next day and fly back to New York? Well, if I was that drunk that I acted like that, I would probably be so sick the next day anyways that I wouldn't be able to move. So chances are I would be in a, in the, you know, in a, the fetal position on the floor in the bathroom, never seeing those people getting on a flight the following day. But, Send about $5,000 or something. Yeah. Fucking 25 after that shit. Like that's what it would have to be. But you know, Dorinda, she came through, she went, they, and Bethany did confront, Dorinda about the issue at dinner and they talked yeah, about she, it on the she plane. She said she was like, it's hard to talk to you about these things because I know you're a drunk. And I was like, whoa. And at first I thought she said, cause you were drunk. And then I had to rewind it and it was like, yeah, you're a drunk. And we get to that later on where the difference between being drunk and being a drunk. And it's just like, I it was just rough. It was it was a target. She saw an opening. Bethany likes to you know, pray. Yeah. She's a sniper from the side, the front and the back. Yeah, she really is. So um, that to me, you know, that, that didn't sit well with me. I feel like she could have been a little bit more gracious with Dorinda because I don't feel like Dorinda had any ill intent in that, but I digress. Yeah. So. And she, she knows, I feel like everyone knows how their friends are when they're drunk and you know how to de-escalate a situation with yeah. someone that you call your friend that's drunk. Like any one of my friends, when I start seeing them like getting pissed off about something, I know how to like divert their attention to something else. Yeah, no, that's the one thing about being a good friend. And so I will tell you, Bethany did keep this under wraps for at least the time being because they come home from Puerto Rico and not too long after that, uh, we have our annual... Berkshire's trip and uh, this time they're doing a murder mystery party that Dorinda's hosting which was really fun I loved a lot of their outfits their costumes ended up being really cute um but the dinner turns really intense and it was like war again like the dinner party from hell again I'm convinced that dining room at Bluestone Manor is like built on top of an Indian burial ground. Like the shit that goes down in that room is not right. <laughs> like, yeah. 
It's crazy. So, I mean, I think completely different people. And this is, I feel like one of the first times I was noticing that Luann was so drunk and just like a normal non-environment. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that that's still like a little bit of like a girl's trip and all that stuff, but I don't think that like, we've really seen her that wasted outside of like tequila, Mexico. No, I agree. Like when, so when we were doing our homework, guys, Ricky sent me a text saying, I don't remember Luann being this rocked. And I was like, she was that drunk. And then he was an episode ahead of me because then when I got to that part, I was like, holy shit, Luann is wasted. And it was like, now knowing how the season plays out and what transpires, it makes sense because she really was just drinking her feelings. But anybody who, you know, I, I think I'm great. Everybody else sucks, yeah. is what she says, right? I'm a because lo- so then Carol and Bethany start fighting, and during this fight, um, Carol throws Bethany under the bus by saying that at some point Bethany had called Luann a loser, which I 100% believe that Bethany has talked so much wild shit. I can't even imagine the stuff that is in Carol's vault still to this day that Bethany said. Oh, I'm sure. Everyone. But it just cracks me up because so Bethany had called her a loser and Luann's like, well, if I'm a loser, everyone else is fucked. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like cracking herself up. She's like, because I'm great. That was when I noticed how really messed up she was. I was like, oh, okay. It's like it kind of gave you vibes of what it might have been like the night she got arrested. Because well, yeah. and this is only like two weeks before that. Yeah, I was gonna say, and you know, there was a bombshell that was dropped at that dinner because all of a sudden Bethany makes a comment about Adam. Right? Is that when it happens? When she said, "I reached out to Adam and I asked him to go with me to take some photographs for the you know the missions trips or whatever they're called," and. uh he told her he wouldn't do them if they didn't, if he wasn't being compensated for it. He basically couldn't afford to not be compensated for it. And the issue became Carol acting like Bethany never told her. Bethany's like, I definitely told you. And then it just went on from there. I feel like if Carol was told, she wasn't told that like Bethany didn't actually mention that she was mad. She may have just told her about the situation, but it's like, Adam's not rich. Adam's like some 26-year-old kid. Yeah, but they I do remember at one moment that they did make a comment about how Adam has more money than someone, and so that was like, oh, does he have money? So that was, that. My, yeah, so I don't recall, so I can't really speak 100% on it, but I remember my ears perking on that before. But I think the whole thing was just really nasty because then they start calling carol up you know carol's a puppet and you know i have to tell you they said uh adam's a little boy from the midwest which it was like okay first of all hi guys my name's ariel and i'm from Mm -hmm. chicago i'm a midwest girl so i take offense to that luann and hi my name's ricky i'm from the midwest too and i also (laughs) take offense to that she, but she's just like, she's like, that little boy from the Midwest. <laughs> Bethany called him an operator, and that's pretty offensive. I feel like 
there's always someone in a housewife's realm that people are calling an opportunist or an operator. But when did Bethany start disliking Adam? Because listen, now Carol and Adam and Tinsley and Scott are taking all these trips together. But at one point it was Adam and Carol with Bethany and whoever she was with at the time taking the trips together. So when did Bethany stop liking Carol? They say, oh, because Bethany's like, oh, you liked me when I took you on trips and shit. You like me when I was taking you to the Bahamas and But the other thing that's confusing is Bethany sort of makes it seem like the one of the reasons that she distanced herself from Carol was because of the stuff with Adam, and that's another reason why she's mad at Carol. But then on the other hand, she's basically just like Carol's mean to me. Yeah, the whole thing was that it, it Bethany's narrative just did not make sense. And you know me, I'm not a team one or the other. I was definitely team Carol on this because Bethany was just being a crybaby little biatch. It just, there's no way around it. It's the way it goes. Basically. And I mean, when Bethany's not having fun, no one can have fun. <sighs> you guys. So but I believe, I believe that um, Carol was sort of being puppeted by Bethany. I definitely think that she allowed herself to be. And especially like she was Bethany's mouthpiece, if not her puppet. Or I think that maybe Carol just wasn't in the game to play. And it made it easy to kind of be in her shadow to let Bethany do the work. And this season, I don't know, Carol came to play. Maybe she's feeling a little bit more independent, feeling herself. Her vibe has changed now. I was getting annoyed because Bethany keeps saying, oh, Carol only cares about her hair and her clothes. I'm going to tell you this. Carol has always been a motherfucking vibe, okay? Carol has always been able to dress. Carol used to wear leather gloves. Like, Carol's fucking cool. She's from downtown. So stop acting like now because she, like, is wearing a little bit more couture type. And she's thing. taking selfies. Like, get Shut over up. it. It's like, I know. So it's so annoying. So that whole thing bugged me but you guys this is like before christmas so we hear like they basically get like rocked okay when they're they at the murder so mystery drunk it was so funny because i was glad that they were able to like sort of pull it back together like the girls sort of all came back together and ended up having fun by the end of the night i mean carol and bethany were still hashing it out because again why every single time they're in this fucking house in the Berkshires, they always have a fight. Then they always go to like Dorinda's room to talk about it. And someone like overhears them and comes in and like that fight starts all over again. But the other girls were just downstairs having the time of their lives. Yeah, no, they definitely partied. They all woke up like looking for Betty Ford. And there was like water. 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 It was Luann and Sonia and Bethany all in a room together. And, was- she, and Bethany said that she woke up with um, the fish and Sonia and Luann in the room and she felt like she was in like a lesbian porn or something. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, so that was basically one of Luann's last hurrahs because then Luann decides that she's going to head out. So wisely to West Palm Beach to go see her. Basically, she was going to go. She told everybody she was just going to go see her brother and Jupiter go spend the holidays out there. But she ended up diverting and going in a few days early to go spend with her girlfriend. And uh, things did not go as planned for Luann. And she found herself uh, on the news. So then the next thing we know, we find out that Luann has been arrested 
Um, she somehow got into the wrong hotel room by sheer mal, like sheer unfortunate luck. Yep. She found a hotel room door that was unlocked, got in there. I don't even know exactly how they discovered she wasn't supposed to be in that room. I guess the she the said that came the, back in. She says that the housekeeper like left the door open. Yeah, and the maid came back in, and she was with um, an older gentleman, she said, who she began kissing, who was not a young 20-something-year-old, apparently how they reported in the news outlet. And uh, then he, <laughs> the part that killed me was when he was like, is that your Blackberry? And she's like, of course that's my Blackberry. <laughs> and then she's like, that's not my fucking Blackberry. I, when she was telling the story to Dorinda in the car, I was dying because it was, it was funny until the police got there. Like how <laughs> yeah, I mean, said, it's always funny until the police get involved. Exactly. But like, you can just imagine like, I mean, we've all had those drunk nights where, like, you say something of confidence, like, yeah, of course that's my Blackberry. And it's like, I don't have a fucking Blackberry. What am I saying? I know. And it's like Blackberries. Oh, you gotta. I loved my Blackberry back in the day. I did too. It was one of the best phones. It really I was. Felt so fucking cool with it too. I held on to that shit as long as I could. And then I was like, all right. But yeah, mine was purple. It was cute. Anyways, so it was crazy. So basically, she goes wild. But not only did she basically say, this is my Blackberry, this is my room, apparently the police come and she, no, 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 what did they say? He said that the guy had left to go downstairs to get her friend Julie. And by the time he had came upstairs with Julie, because he knew he couldn't talk any sense into her, she was already in handcuffs. So there's a moment. That we don't clearly know what transpired because we only have Luann's word. I can only imagine what must have happened. And just like, I mean, you know how she is when she starts like arguing with people. So I can't even imagine like the arguments that she was like putting up with these people. And like, probably, she's probably dropping shit like, don't you know who I am, darling? She said she hid in the bathroom like a child. And that, <laughs> that's what it was. She ended up slamming the door on the police officer's face. And so that, I think, was the initial reason why she got arrested and, like, assaulting a police officer. And then when they were in the back of the police car, then we see on the dash cam videos that come out on, you know, obviously on TMZ and everywhere else that she basically kicked the police officer. He had to freaking chokehold her ass and push her fucking back. And she escaped who needed her her she got out of fucking handcuffs like it's like, what did terrible. i do what did i do what did i do wrong <laughs> oh my god i can't believe i'm laughing at it sorry guys it's just <laughs> i mean there is a certain entertainment value to it uh, even though it's so unfortunate it. like you have to feel bad for her because it's like you know that this was like I mean, because we've eventually, you know, we continue to see her on the show, but we've seen where she started. And we see where she's going. And it's it definitely is sad because it's like this poor woman has had so much happen in her life. She really has. I mean, and this is something that we've touched on many times, the evolution of these characters. I mean, these women, we really get to see the development 
of them over the course of so many years and how the mighty have fallen and got back up again. You know, I mean, these ladies really do have, have that perseverance. They've been through some shit, but yeah. So that wasn't great for her, but they say the real travesty was the dress that she was wearing <laughs> on the, you know, the news that they showed in the arraignment. Well, that well, that always cracks me up too. And like, she just looks so rough still, even during the arraignment. Yeah, it was. But, and the mug. So now, her and Tinsley both have uh, mug shots. They've both been to the same police department. And, and that was cracking me up. Like Tinsley was like comparing her experience with the uh, Palm Beach police to Luann's. I know. And like, then yeah, those we, are not easy handcuffs to get out of. Oh my gosh. And then when she said that um, or when Luann said she bit into the bologna sandwich and the packet <laughs> was just like a dead fish. She's like, oh, I just felt so disgusting. That was that was a picture that was painted very clearly for me. I was like, oof. It's just so like it's just this season was so crazy because it's so hard to even imagine Luann being in this situation. Yeah. And like the bologna sandwich. She's like, I've had a bologna sandwich since I was like a kid. I know. So that, that was really sad, that whole situation, because she really, you know, why she went to Palm Beach? Why? Why stay at the hotel that you, you know, had your party at? Why are you, I mean, there's so many things that could have went different. Like they said, like the maid could have not had that door unlocked. She could have not went to the wrong floor. They could, I mean, there were so many different things that could have went differently if she would have just made one different decision and she didn't. And, and we're going to see it's a journey for her. It's okay. a whole journey, but you know, we, we love Lou. So we're here for the ride, but you know, what was going off to rehab. And I mean, it's sort of like, well, good for her. Cause I mean, who couldn't use like a nice little like reset? Yeah. You know, um, it was sad though, because we lost a great this season. And while I'm happy that Bravo covered this, um, there is still some discrepancies on how this transpired and came about. But unfortunately, Bobby Zarin passed away and so we got to see jill uh, at the funeral and luann wasn't able to go because she was in rehab and i know that she was really sad about that because her and jill have always been really close yeah even since jill's been off of the show i i don't know how i feel about the cameras being there i'm sort of like on the the side of the women they're like it was a little bit like a little bit morbid and it definitely felt like Bethany did it for the camera. And, and I feel like that's the number one thing the women keep calling Bethany out for this entire season. And I think I was finally starting to actually see it originally season two is like the theatrics that Bethany has. Yeah. And theatrical. she does all this stuff. And I mean, that's why she's getting paid to be, you know, this top tier housewife, but it's like, where do you draw the line? Yeah, that part didn't... It also, to me, it was like, I feel like she almost gave Jill hope that there was going to be this, like, rekindling of a friendship. Exactly. And at the end of the day, Bethany, all she wanted to do was get the footage because she knew that it would be, like, explosive, more or less, to see, like, her hugging Jill. And that's why she went back to see Jill again. Or she waited for Jill outside or whatever. 
But then she did go to her house with um, Bryn. Yeah. After the fact. Apparently one time, and then they started texting, and I don't think they've really seen each other since then, aside from that one time they ran into each other on a plane this year. Yeah, no, I forgot about that. Oh my God, yeah. No, they haven't really. And mm -hmm. that was a thing. Maybe she was like, oh, okay, well, I'll see you, Jill, and talk to you if we do it on camera. And that part just didn't sit. And then she's like, Bobby brought us back together. That was what Bethany was like saying. And then how she's like, you know, I'm not going to discount anything with her and Jill. They, It's just there's a history. Look at There's a history for Bethany. There's a reason why she doesn't have any people close around her. Yep. And I feel like that's something that sort of became a little bit more obvious this season, too, with like how it was going with Carol. But the other thing I was going to say about the whole situation with Bethany and Jill is like, it was also just sort of fucked up at how at the reunion, even Bethany was like, well, you know, there was a reason we stopped being friends and you know, that's probably why we're not really friends now still. And it's like, okay, like we get it. We get it. It's you're like, we understand that like once you're done with someone, you want to like eviscerate them. Yeah. Ramona, I think is the one person that she wasn't able to like get her like, <laughs> away from herself from from bethany you know what i mean you know i think that i don't know i feel like bethany is just an attention whore and i think that she had a lot of strong personalities who had long like really strong storylines this season and i feel like she came in extra hot because she had to yeah i agree but so I, I think it's interesting watching this back because so at the reunion, when they talk about when they get into the whole argument about the, the funeral, this, this whole thing comes up again in more recent history with Ultimate Girls Trip because Dorinda is basically telling it as Andy told it during that reunion. And that was that, you know, all the people thought it was tacky, but Andy says Jill wanted us to be there. And I'm glad they got that on footage. Andy was being kind of a little bitch for Bethany. Um, but yeah. that's a whole separate talking point there. Yeah, something was up his ass for sure. He was like Team Bethany, and that was annoying because he was he was even bitchy to Carol. Yeah, so that's interesting. And then, so I mean, to add another layer to that, now on Ultimate Girls Trip Two, when Dorinda is basically saying that Jill's so thirsty, she put her ex or she put her late husband's funeral on television and all of that. Just for airtime. Just for airtime. And then Jill is trying to say, no, I never consented to that. And it's just like, now it's turned into like this weird thing where this has been revived of, did she want them there? Did she not? Was the assistant allowed to speak on their behalf? Was there a consent form signed? Because there would have had to have been. Yeah, that's and this is the conversations that we've had. And then we're like, okay, were they mic'd? Because then obviously you've consented if you were mic'd, or did they just have the overhead mics? Obviously we knew that Bethany was mic'd, unless she wasn't mic'd because she went into the church. So maybe Bethany wasn't mic'd at all. We don't know. But we also saw the cameras following Ramona and Dorinda in the car to the funeral. So, yeah, we don't see anything after the car ride, but... right. So that was sad. I mean, we love Bobby and um, Luann did say she knew that he was pretty sick and that he was in, you know, being transferred home to hospice. So she did go see him before she actually left 
for the holidays and then ultimately ended up being arrested. So she felt at least I'm glad that she had that piece that she at least got to go see her, her good friend, Jill and see Bobby. But yeah, so that was really sad to kind of see all of that. Um, but then, you know, Lou comes out, she's coming out of jail, y'all. <laughs> and it, and that was such a weird little random side trip. And I completely forgot that they basically like decided to go to Connecticut because she was like back home with her mom and stuff like that, I guess, in Connecticut, like hiding out. And she so, didn't even see her kids or anything yet. She hadn't been back to New York. Yeah. Which and is so, crazy. And I think it's interesting that she, I really think it's interesting that she chose to go take this trip with the girls. Was she like, all right, this is another trip I don't want to miss or... <laughs> Like what? Or did she think it would be relaxing because it was a spa trip and it would be nice and they are a close cast? I guess maybe she thought that <clears throat> she needed to give Bravo the first Pete. footage of her coming out. I don't know if that's like some sort of deal that was made. Like Luann, like, hey, we know that you just have been in jail, but you know, we'll give you an extra $25,000 if you'll go straight to this to film some episodes. Well, they went straight to the spa where, you know, things I think were peaceful until they weren't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they just were, they got, it got so sideways so quick for no reason too. Do you know, and everybody was saying, they were saying like Dorinda wants attention. I feel like there was a, like a lot of miscellaneous accusations being thrown around. So first they get there and it's like Bethany and Sonia start BFFing it up. And then they start throwing mud at Dorinda, make a little slide comments about Dorinda. I feel like that's where that kind of started because they roomed together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which was very, that was like a very random choice. Yeah. But they ended up having fun a few more times um, as the, you know, the episodes played on and they were funny together. But again, Bethany putting it on when she wants to. And it, to me, it makes me feel like she's using Sonia oh, to, get, for sure. to get the other girls because she's not on good terms with anyone else. But I feel like Bethany is just being so wild. Like she's like throwing accusation, throwing things at Dorinda, but like reverse psychology, like like that. But, but then like being like, no, but you don't like me. You hate me. It's something about me that you know. And she plays like victim. She gaslights gaslights she plays a victim for and sure she knows, she knows bethany is a very smart woman and she knows how to like get under these women's skin and get them to like have these situations where it makes them look bad but wait then there's a bomb that gets dropped out there too because apparently tom invited sonia sent her an invitation to a party he was having um, on New Year's Eve, which is the day that him and Luann got married the year prior. So you've got Luann just coming out of jail because she spirals in Palm Beach, not being over her divorce from Tom. Tom decides to have a party at the same place, same day where they got married. He gives zero regard zero fucks to anything about that marriage that is crazy then ramona y'all asks for an invitation 
to Tom's party. And Tom says, no, we're at capacity. I can't. And I'm done. And that's all I have to say about that. Ricky, you have to take it's over. Just, I, I don't know what's crazier <laughs> to me that Sonia did get invited or that Ramona tried to get in and got turned away. And but swear when and then Tom when said no, no. Well, how about when Luann's like, but I can't even believe he invited you, Sonia. And Sonia's like, I mean, but we've been friends for 10 years. We've been loves. Sonia's <laughs> like, don't forget, I've been telling you this for years. Oh, <laughs> I can't. It's just too much. But poor Luann, how like shitty, you know? So I felt really bad for Lou in that moment. And Ramona has no shame, and it's just another example. I do, I do think that they're right, though, because someone says, like, well, to her, it's just a party. Like, she exactly. Dorinda like, said it. Yeah. And I, I completely agree with that. Dur yep. I don't think that's the thing with Ramona is like, I don't think a lot of times she's personally trying to hurt people or like be malicious. Yeah. She just does it like it just, it just she just wanders right into it. She's she steps right on the shit. I agree. She literally, and we'll get to that in a moment, but. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, well, well, let's, let's stay on the spa trip for now. I just feel that Ramona did not have any malice on this trip and she was just dumb. And, you know, Luann took it as a personal attack. I'm talking about, Luann trying to have a quiet transition to go see her kids, leave the spa, go to New York, not have the press know where she is. And what does Ramona go and do? She posts a picture of the girls at dinner on like IG. With fucking Luann at the head of the table. like. And there's like wine. Well, they thought there was master wine. of the table too. Yeah. And I mean, I do think that Ramona was probably like, oh, we all look pretty. The gang is back together again. There really was no ill intent. She was like, I'm going to post this picture and let everybody know where Luann is and that she's left. Re like, that was not she, what happened. I think that she, like, in her mind, felt like, this will show everyone that, like, we're all here together. We're supporting Luann. Luann's, like, good. Yep. She's healthy. She's alive. Like, Because she was so happy to see Luann and Luann already knew that Ramona had tr asked Tom to go to his party. So Luann was already pissed and disgusted with Ramona, but Ramona had zero idea. And she was like rubbing on Luann and like, oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. You're the princess this weekend and you should get the best room. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're like, we won't give you the best room just because you just got married, but we will because you just went to jail and you had to eat a bologna sandwich <laughs> that's with the like, mustard packet in it oh yeah yeah so yeah so luann was pissed and she didn't say anything initially but she did eventually i mean i and so i feel bad for luann with the whole thing with the picture like i get it but it's also like maybe you should have said something when someone's like trying to take the picture of the table like yeah i mean or when they said it just say Make sure nobody posts anything, especially when she knew she posed for a picture that was on Ramona's camera because we heard Ramona ask the person to take the picture and told him to take it two different ways. So that was like a thing. So yeah. I love that they even had that in there. Like yeah. they made sure to like leave in like, oh, could you do one like this? And then one like up standing up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I thought that, you know. It, it was like, okay, whatever. Let And I think that she did end up kind of letting it go because she's like, that's just Ramona. But 
Well, and Ramona was also trying to be like a little bit more chill on this trip. Like she did this also um, when they go on the girls trip um, to Columbia, but she's trying to, you know, show that she's a changed person and she's not fighting for the rooms and stuff anymore. Well, yeah, that is true. You're right. Um, you know what? Like this is maybe one of her less manic seasons. I agree. It really was, a, I think, a pretty decent season um, for Ramona, besides for her BS back and forth with Bethany, like always. Because um, we also have to remember this was the season where, you know, she said the audacity and her and Bethany went at it while she was standing there walking, you know, Coco on. Coco's like out in the fucking street of in New York, York right? <laughs> Beth, like it's well, it just cracks me because you can hear Bethany trying to like respond in. to her and be like Ramona, and Ramona just like plows right over her. Yeah, and then she's like, "And I'm hanging up the phone." Bye. <laughs> like it's just like, oh my god, so good. I just um, love that she announces, "I'm hanging up now." Bye. That's how I am though, actually. Too now I'm hanging up. Bye. <laughs> but I guess it makes sense because like nowadays, it, like the way that cell phones are like the do do do, you can almost assume like the call just dropped. So you're like, oh, I'm going to call him back. <laughs> so it's like, I'm hanging up on you. So don't call me back. Oh, God. The well, call was not dropped. I did this. Do, FYI. You, do you know that I feel that that was such one of the classic scenes that we would have never known would live in Roni history that her just hair blowing in the wind, her and Coco. It really, that is an iconic scene. And just the audacity. The audacity. That is an iconic scene. So, you but anyway. You support other women, but you don't. I know. I know. And then we had that scene at the very end of the season, too, where, wow, Bethany, wow. <laughs> wow. Just wow. <laughs> But I think that, you know, overall, the spa trip was, you know, all right, nice attempt at it. Ramona let the cat out the bag. It is what it is. Let's get ready for the real action because I feel like we had a very full season and the cast trip, like I said, is at the very end of the season. There was a lot of shit that transpired. So now we've got a sober Luann. Now going to Colombia as Sofia Vergara, <laughs> which <laughs> is so hot. I mean, Luann needs to stop with the cultural appropriation. <laughs> like, I gotta tell you though, get time. But this, I was like actually thinking, like, I loved it. She never grown out her hair more. Well, I actually we start I seeing her with like wigs and stuff and extensions later on, and I'm like, she looks good with longer hair. Well, I also think I did like the color and I would have maybe never well and also Sophia Vergard has a dark brown hair but I yeah, feel this is like more of like a caramel yeah she only said Sophia Vergard because she's Colombian right so that's why she said that but um Luann looked really really hot and it made me really happy to see her do that because um she just was trying to be light and trying to embrace the trip and embrace what is going to be her new normal and learn how to have fun without a drink in her hand, you know, and a girl's trip. That's a really big test, especially with those bitches, especially with how drunk she was last season, falling in bushes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, it, it's interesting because like, I feel like after her divorce, Luann, so after the divorce and after the arrest and like during this whole period of her life, 
she reinvents herself as like Luann is now like the Countess, the performer. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. But I feel like she's more sexy and cool as she like you know like if you notice her on the trip, like you see her even like just like dancing on the bow and just like she's like having her little moment like on her own. Like she really is like trying to move forward i feel like you know and i feel like this was one of the wilder trips and also we have to remember the cabaret was introduced the cabaret is born you know this yeah. season and so she invites sonia to be one of the friends that joins her for her premiere show and they were performing and practicing even when they were in Cartagena. <laughs> and I mean, we'll talk more about their little trip to that little island. But when they do their little performance and they're wanting like Ramona and so or Ramona and Ramona and like what Carol to like beatbox for them. Uh-huh. I was watching them. Like... They did not know how they did first of all, they didn't know really what beatboxing was. <laughs> But. That was clear because I was like, nobody knows what is he, what this even is, and so and then and then Luann's like, you know what? Never mind, forget it. <laughs> like you guys suck. At like we're good without it. Yeah, we're good without it. So, but yeah, so I think that the trip. What did you think of the house? I so I mean, I guess Bethany apparently had a problem with the house. I mean, the rooms looked a little bit more like old. They, the rooms looked like rooms that you'd see in Europe, to me. Like, they didn't look dated. They just were very basic. They're not, like, the overdone rooms that you might see here. But the house itself was really nice. Yeah, I thought it was really cool how they had, like, the pools. I did think it sucked, like, how they had those little indented, like, well-type things where Ramona's probably going to... She already had a sprained ankle because we have Ramona going through town in a wheelchair on, like, the brick streets. But, I mean, that trip was really intense because it was, first of all, it was Tinsley's trip. She's obviously been to Cartagena 10 different times. We mentioned it briefly last episode, um, the last season, uh, Roni episode, where she did the trips, the, the room selection perfectly. She did Tiffany necklaces with everybody's initial on it. That's how rooms were chosen. Ricky touched on it earlier. Ramona didn't show her ass. It was like the smoothest room selection in Roni history, I think. I mean, it definitely helps when you're being given a gift. So it's a sort of like hard to complain. It's like it's somehow to I guess somehow it felt more satisfying to Ramona and Sonia, the randomness of that compared to just drawing numbers. Well, yeah, you're not getting a Tiffany. I mean, at least you're getting a Tiffany's something from Tiffany's. You're still getting a consolation prize, which speaking of consolation prize, Carol and Bethany are still fighting the entire time we're in Cartagena. Mm -hmm. And we get to um, one of the dinners and Bethany is basically saying that this red scarf guy that they were all lusting over a speed dating. They're basically like Carol's Bethany's basically being a bitch about Carol, like getting a second date or a date with this guy or whatever. Like, I don't even know what the beef actually was, but to me, it just read Bethany was jealous that the guy was interested in Carol and not her. I actually think the guy was interested in Bethany though. So let's break this down quickly. They go to the speed dating. We didn't touch on this. There is the woman who's running the speed dating who says to Carol, I want you to meet this guy, Brian. Brian is the red scarf guy. Okay. We get there. Brian says he knows Bethany. He tells Bethany, I only came here because I wanted to see you. So he is like 
all up Bethany's ass. So we see that. We see this transpire on television. We see him saying these words to Bethany and Bethany being very weirded by him. Carol really was, I felt embarrassed for Carol because I think had she known the way he was speaking to Bethany, like when she watched it back, she was probably like mortified by that, I think. Yeah. Because And then Ramona is just Ramona. She's such a bitch because she was just like, when they were in Cartagena, she was like, oh, what is, like, I'll consider it a consolation prize. And that's when Carol's like, excuse you, Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she's like. Fight, like, really starts, like, I mean, they've had a couple blowouts at this point, but it really, like, came to a head in Cartagena. It did. And that was so sad to kind of watch them just go at it at the table. And then Bethany, of course, loses her shit. And she's like hysterically crying. And Carol cannot give a fuck. Because at this point, she's like, I'm checking out. I'm tapping Dorinda out. smoked a cigarette. Like, yeah. Carol's a full smoker with Dorinda now. Yeah. But it's also crazy because I mentioned this when we did season nine. Because there was a moment where Bethany did the same thing to Tinsley in season nine as in season ten. Tinsley's just sitting at the same table as everyone else. As Bethany's ripping someone a new asshole, and Tinsley's just like watching the fight, and Bethany like jumps down her throat, and she's like, "Why are you watching? I don't need an audience." And she's like, "Shit!" Yep. Like, I mean, I remember it's that happening one person away from me. I'm sorry if I want to know what's happening. No, <laughs> like, I remember that, and and Tinsley loses her shit. She's like, "Why are you getting mad at me?" And like, she starts with her squeaky voice. It's so much. I'm like, "Oh, Tinsley, shut up too." I just, it's just like, why wouldn't she be interested though? Because it'd be just the same as if Carol was still friends with Bethany well, and someone started picking on Carol. Like, I mean, obviously, we're all interested and everybody was watching, but Tinsley really was like when the camera like panned to her, she really was like all up in it. It was actually funny. I noticed that. I was like, that's awesome. That would be me. <laughs> like, me that was me watching them fighting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then at the other end of the table, we have another situation going down oh she's starting she's starting and then I, I don't even know like i feel like yes dorinda was drunk like it's sort of the same thing that's going to happen next season that's the thing with roni is there's always like some sort of like parallel but it's, it's like this season family. it's luann calling out dorinda next season it's going to be luann calling out tinsley and tinsley's response is just yeah i'm drinking luann well, and it was all Luann said was, how's that margarita taste? And Dorinda said something like, what? Uh-huh. Dorinda said, what? And then she was like, uh-oh, she's starting. She's like, starting, she's starting. And then that's all it took. And then she start. She started. So, And then it went all downhill from there. Dorinda Why don't said, you drink some more and get arrested? At least I don't have a mug shot for it. At least I don't have a mugshot for it, honey. And, you know, Luann was really... You used to be a countess, and then you got divorced. <laughs> yeah, and Luann was really hurt. Her feelings were hurt, so she obviously just, like, stormed off and left, and Dorinda was like, fuck this shit. And then Ramona was like, you don't need any more to drink, Dorinda. Dorinda was fucking rocked. Dorinda said she wasn't drunk. It was just, like, really crazy dinner, so that was sad. <laughs> And Ramona just like went and sat back down. She's like, okay, I'm going to go yeah. sit in the middle of the table with Tinsley while these fights are happening on either side. I know. She had her hand on her head. She was just like, oh, I can't with this. When you see Ramona like flustered and she's flaring at Ramona multiple times from the time they got to Columbia was like that. I felt like even when like, they're in the oh, boat, my 
<laughs> even when they're on the boat initially and Sonia and Tinsley are going at it, like Ramona's just in the middle. Like, like in many occasions, she's just like, all right, I'm just going to like sit down because y'all bitches are really crazy. Like and when you're making Ramona look like a, a calm person in her wheelchair, <laughs> shitting everywhere. Oh, I still cannot. Iconic scene. But the highlight of the trip to Columbia, and I know that it's awful because people's lives were at stake, was when they went to the little island outside of Cartagena, and they got on the boat at the bewitching hour, and shit started to go down. Yeah, that was... I think one of the only times in Ro- in Housewives history that the cameraman had to ha- they had to put the cameras down for safety reasons. It's crazy. I know. I'm like somewhere that footage exists still of like where they had it just like even pointing at a wall or something. I mean, they were all still mic'd that entire time because I mean they still place in the audio because like you hear like I mean so I mean they they're going back. The boat's just like going crazy. Like the way that Tinsley like explains is like it goes like boom, 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 and it's like an up and down motion. Yes, she's like it's totally normal, and Sonia's over there like hysterical. It's like flying an airplane with one paddle. I know, and she was like, "I have kids," and Tinsley goes, "I have dogs." <laughs> I, you know, and they're like, "I'm like, oh my god!" And then all of a sudden, you just hear Ramona go, "I can't swim." And she's like, I just peed my pants. And she's like, who's this? I just peed on it. And Ramona's like, that's That's mine. mine. (laughs) And then Luann's like up walking around. And like Bethany's like, sit down. I know. But then Luann said she felt sick. So she tried to go out to go to the deck. And all is then what killed me is Luann said when she was on the floor that she's like, I'm going to be so dirty. That's what she was thinking. Like when everybody's like going to die, like she's thinking, I'm going to be so dirty. Because Carol got super sick. She started like, and did you see though when tragedy struck, how Carol and Bethany went to each other? Yeah. I it I mean, it's just crazy because it's like the, when they're showing the inside part with Sonya, Ramona, and Tinsley, you can't see exactly how crazy it is. But when they show like the back of the boat, like that is some scary shit. Yeah, no, that would be, I would be traumatized. I would never probably go on water like that again. And, <laughs> I can't believe none of them were like, just bounced out of the boat. Well, when the cameras went down, you hear Dorinda at one point go, should we jump overboard? Like, what? <laughs> Why would you think that you should jump overboard, Dorinda? The whole thing was <laughs> and, like, crazy. And, like, say that, like, at one point, Bethany, Bethany is like, Dorinda said at one point that we are treading water. No, like, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. She's like, we're taking him. All of a sudden, they hear Dorinda saying, we're taking him water. We're taking him water. And then Ramona's, smoke. Ramona's like, crying. She can't swim. Then all of a sudden, the siren starts going off. And then they realize what it was. one fucking life jacket on this boat, apparently, too. It was like the Titanic. It was fucking wild. And so they basically realize that the anchor had deployed and luckily it was on a rope and not a chain or the boat would have capsized because they were able to cut the rope anchor and you know continue on to get home safely but and that's like another really wild part of the story they're like the the captain comes out with two swords all the pirates of the caribbean (laughs) i know as they're as they edited 
and put together the the story of from all the different ladies and their perspectives and they pieced it together it was funny it that not funny but it was funny like you know it's so, so terrifying but it, it i mean it definitely was like entertaining television it definitely was it was something it was a trip of a lifetime and then um everybody got sick because they all ate and drank off the street and everybody was shitting themselves literally once they got home like except for bethany except for bethany she prayed for diarrhea but we also have to remember when they got home there was the classic scene where dorinda's lipstick was everywhere when oh she was sitting there God. talking with carol and then bethany comes in like what the hell why are you letting her sit there looking like the joker right now and carol's like what are you talking about that's like, why because dorinda's like I don't care if you're the biggest uh, heroin order, heroin adder, yep, artic, heroin addict, yep, proselytization. <laughs> like she can't even like say these words. Like, but she's basically like, I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict or prostitution whore. <sighs> yeah, that was that was rough. And then so so the next day. Bethany and Luann, I'm sorry, uh, Dorinda and Luann are able to connect and have a conversation and they forgive each other. And, you know, they, I feel like Luann really does kind of need to get off her high horse here. Oh my gosh. You know what I do want to say? Did you notice that when they were cheersing that they said here, Luann, take a sip of the champagne and Luann did take a sip of the champagne. So like if you, have a friend who just got out of rehab, why would you have her drinking champagne? Like, so that just didn't sit well with me. And we obviously know that, you know, we don't get to see Luann at the reunion because she does end up back in rehab. So it's like, you ladies should, I don't know. Well, because the season ended up sort of on like a high note for Luann too, because it ended up with like her first cabaret show. Yeah. And we saw that Dorinda was so kind and you know Giovanni was born. Dylan <laughs> Giovanni was born this season because Dorinda wore some of uh, our Dorinda has connections obviously and put Luann in contact with Giovanni and they dress Luann and sh her body was made for oh my gosh and Luann in her confessional she's like and my body was made for these dresses and I wore them baby. <laughs> she like flings her shoulders I was like ew Luann Luann chill out a little bit oh my gosh you look like somebody from like the glamour shots days in the 90s when you just did that I hated it it made me cringe I was so I I did not remember ever seeing that scene and I died when I watched it I know the and just the whole like last part of the the last episode is just so good. I mean, Dorinda saying they're smoldering in the audience, like okay, and heckling and saying the Giovanni. And, and let's like, back it up really quickly and just touch on how the fact that <laughs> so basically what it was it was a girls' night. John was not invited to go and get a ticket for the show. Dorinda asked if John could have a ticket, and basically Lou was being a petty Betty and said, "You should have thought about this shit. This is my big." I should have thought about this before. No, he should have bought one, just buy one or whatever. And, you know, Dorinda was really upset. The next thing you know, Luann sends a text message to Tinsley inviting Scott, who's not in town. So now Tinsley's holding this piece of information, tells Carol, and Carol decides she wants to blow shit up tonight. So then she switches seats with Dorinda so Tinsley can tell Dorinda that Scott was invited after 
Luann told Dorinda John couldn't come. Yeah. That was wild. And that's how Giovanni was born. Because that was 20 seconds before Luann came out on stage for her first show. And that is why Ricky referenced Dorinda's face as being smoldering. Like, if looks could kill, she like, so she was just... I don't even think I've ever seen her look like she was seething mad. I was like, ooh. And so you get, so that's why she just kept going, Giovanni. That was a oof, you're so angry moment. And then Tinsley's so dumb, she didn't even realize. Like, she was just like, Giovanni. Like, she didn't even realize that they're like, you know, heckling. She didn't understand the heckle. I I do believe that. Like, she totally thought, like, oh my God, this is so fun. I know. Giovanni. She's so, but you know what? I would probably be. Tinsley in that moment like I wouldn't even think to you know the malicious part so I, I would be Dorinda I say I so I don't think Tinsley's up I say it in an endearing funny way because that would be me probably but anyways yeah so that was so we got to and the show was great I think she had a great job and she had an awesome guest star by the name of Sonia Morgan and Sonia let it all hang out literally she really did and I mean so by the time we get to the reunion I mean the whole cabaret thing comes up again and Dorinda basically tries to like backtrack and be like, no, I wasn't heckling. I was just like cheering that it was Giovanni. It's like, okay, you were heckling. Yeah. It's okay. I like that you were heckling. I appreciate it. You know, something that didn't sit well with me, how they're already setting it up for the next season, which we'll see um, a few, we'll see, you know, Barbara's going to come in next season. That's the friend of who's friends with Luann who we got to see initially last season, she was the one that spoke with Carol saying that Luann would go through with the marriage, even though she knew it wasn't right because she wanted to walk down that aisle, you know, and just get divorced later. So we're going to meet Barbara, but I think they set the setting just seeing how like Bethany is like, Oh, I was with Luann three days ago over the weekend. And basically since I just went through a intervention, like she had to drop that little nugget at the reunion to let everybody know that she's, you know, basically helping Luann. So now here's Bethany at the reunion climbing back up on her high horse. And, and she's on that high horse the entire time. And Andy yep. is basically the saddle. Yep. And we do see that, unfortunately, we lose a housewife. This is our last season with Carol. She does not come back next season. And I would have rather Bethany left. I would have too. And it's unfortunate. And I'm hopeful that Carol will come on Legacy because Carol, I didn't give her enough credit for how great of a housewife she was. Um, She was really a a really standout golden star. Like she really, she was an epic housewife. And I love that she's still close friends with Heather because we got to see an appearance from Heather Thompson this season again too. So I, you know, I think that next season, uh, you know, Luann is still going to be on a really uphill battle and we're going to pick up kind of where, where we left off. So, yeah, I just, I wish that they could have kept Carol. I know that like, so this is a reunion where we all know that Bethany and Andy are friends in real life. Like they're actually like really good friends and so i mean it's it's just very clear this is like one of the first reunions where i started feeling i was seeing like andy having like a real bias yeah and there were just so many times like right from the get-go like in the first like two minutes like carol's phone like dinged or something and he was like 
turn the head off like the way he like turned and like looked at her like looked like he wanted to like murder her i agree but like meanwhile we've had reunions where like ramona called melissa and melissa had her phone on during the new jersey reunion and he thought it was so funny that he answered the phone and like made it a whole little gig i mean chanel ion just talked to naomi campbell we just uh bethany was calling dennis's daughter at one time i mean there's been so many instances so the fact that her phone dinged and he looked at her with pure disgust that was definitely and we've heard the story about how carol was brought on to the housewives and we'll definitely touch on when we're you know at some point I think after the room, I think we should talk about like, where are they now? That would be fun. Some of the, maybe we'll do that for like January or something. And prep for maybe, uh, well, maybe by then we'll have some legacy news because we all know at BravoCon when they announced the new Roni girls, then, you know, Andy said, hey, now I'm going to work on our legacy girls. So we got the new, we got the new gals, the new youngins, but we're going to work on what really fucking matters, which is our legacy ladies. So it's, we will make sure that we keep you guys up to date too on anything that's going on with our legacy Roni gals, because I mean, they are our shining stars, but before we wrap things up today, Ricky, is there anything else you want to touch on for the reunion? Cause I know we had a large three-parter, but. I mean, it was just overall, I feel like it was like a gang up on Carol from Bethany and Andy, like I've already said. And I feel like all the other girls were on the other page. There were so many instances of like Bethany getting called out by the girls during the reunion. I said this at the beginning of the episode. Bethany is really good in arguments because she speaks really fast. She starts getting you to like dice up your words, which is what she did with Carol when Carol's like, well, I I didn't know you called him. She's like, I didn't call him. What? No, you texted him. I didn't text him. And it's like, well, say what the fuck the communication was. Like, Was it Saturday or it Sunday? It doesn't really matter. Like, And that's like the way that Bethany is like making people feel like she won. And I, during the original watching of this for me back in like 2018, when this happened, 2018, 2017, I was Team Carol then. I'm still Team Carol Bethany got just very high on herself this season. Yeah, she she definitely and she keeps that going. In like, it also pissed me off. Like, you know, there was another situation this earlier this season where um, Bethany jumped down Ramona's throat about talking about how she was going to do a skin care line. But skinny girls in every fucking scene that Bethany's in. Exactly. And they definitely called her out about that at the reunion, too. They said, you've got like five different businesses that didn't come to fruition, you know, and she's like, well, my talk is on the baloney. I was like, I don't even remember that ever. Like, exactly. Exactly. Was that like, you know, inspired by Luann in her prison days? Who knows? Oh, my God. I digress. But either way. It was an absolute epic season. I feel like Cartagena, again, an awesome trip, a, a trip to remember. I don't know if they'll ever quite go back there again, but it's definitely something that we'll never forget. Um, and make sure that you guys are doing the rewatch with us, too, because we are at the end, guys. We're almost there. We're going to be starting season 11, so make sure you're watching. And, you know, we want to tell you, we don't, Ricky and I don't ask for much, okay? We we want you to, you tip your bartenders, right? You tip your waitresses. So we're asking you to give us some love by rating us, liking, subscribing, commenting, because that is what you can give back to us for all this 
hard journalistic work that we put into the Roni universe. But um, make sure you're following all of us. Ricky, uh, his account, that Bravo Gay, myself, Ariel, at Bravo and T, and then our collective podcast account at Bravo Critics. And uh, until next time, everybody. Cheers. Everyone's a critic. Bye.